This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the Second Book of Kings One day, Elisha came to Shunan, where there was a woman of influence, who urged him to dine with her. Afterwards, whenever he passed by, he used to stop there to dine. So she said to her husband, I know that Elisha is a holy man of God. Since he visits us often, let's arrange a little room on the roof and furnish it for him with a bed, table, chair, and lamp, so that when he comes to us, he can stay there. Sometime later, Elisha arrived and stayed in the room overnight. Later, Elisha asked, Can something be done for her? His servant Gehazi answered, Yes. She has no son, and her husband is getting on in years. Elisha said, Call her. When the woman had been called and stood at the door, Elisha promised, This time next year you'll be fondling a baby son. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. The promises of the Lord I will sing forever. Through all generations my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness. For you have said, My kindness is established forever. In heaven you have confirmed your faithfulness. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Blessed the people who know the joyful shout in the light of your countenance. O Lord, they walk. At your name they rejoice all the day, and through your justice they are exalted. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. You are the splendor of their strength, and by your favor our horn is exalted. For to the Lord belongs our shield, and to the Holy One of Israel, our King. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. If then we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We know that Christ, raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has power over him. As to his death, he died to sin once and for all. As to his life, he lives for God. Consequently, you too must think of yourselves as dead to sin and living for God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, 
And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to those little ones who drink because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, to our longtime listeners of the Sunday Commentary, you heard two new voices in the studio today. So I would like to welcome my children, Colleen and Eamon, with us today. Thank you for having us on. Hey, it's been a while since I've been here, but I'm glad I'm back. Yes, yes. I'm really excited about this month. In fact, we will have you for all five weeks of July. And uh, it'd be wonderful to get some young adult and teenage perspectives on the scriptures And then also at the commentary, we very much are um, very strongly for a Orthodox Catholic education for our youth in today's society. And with that, I'm going to take the opportunity to have a Catholic education minute for each of our five Sundays in July. And so I get to ask you two a question. (laughs) So, So our first question in the Catholic education minute this time, if you would describe your Catholic education and what it's like. So Colleen, we'll start with you. Um, well, it's like any other education. I was in classes. But the key point is that it really developed me as a person because it did, you know, it was just the basic stuff with the science and the math, but it also had a lot of faith and developing of your moral compass and not just your brain. Um, and it really grounded the faith into the world. It's not something that you would only do on Sunday, but something that's integral to who you are as a person. Yeah, uh, I do not have anything deep like that. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a little bit of a hybrid ed- education, um, so I'm a little bit homeschooled by my dad. Thank you very much for math. But other than that, I'm mainly online schooled. Um, I usually start off my day with my online classes and then do the rest of my homework. Um, if I'm on top of it, I will not be doing school all day. However, that does not usually happen. But this flexibility has definitely allowed me to participate in other activities such as a speech club or piano lessons. Yeah. And I think probably what you two are pointing out is there's many different forms of a strong Catholic education. This is just one implementation. Every family has to figure out what, how they best do that for their family. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Good. Thank you. So we'll be asking you a different question each week. And before we uh, move into the commentaries today, I really wanted to point out the fact that we have a very important holiday in our country coming up with the 4th of July. Uh, on July 4th of 1776, the 13 colonies claimed their independence from England, of course, which an event which eventually led to the formation of our amazing United States. And I want to uh, read something from Richard Henry Lee of Virginia. And he said this on uh, June 7th. And he said this, resolved that the United Colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And today we have an original copy of our Declaration of Independence. It's housed at the National Archives in Washington. And of course, please uh, continue our love for country and the many blessings and rights that we have and how important it is to maintain that. Well, let's go ahead into our readings today. We hear today from the second book of Kings. Yes, this uh, reading's all about hospitality. 
um, which is a very important virtue as Catholics that we need to nurture. And one of the key elements shown in this reading is the anticipating the needs of others. Um, and you can see this with, you know, the two players of this reading, the woman and Elisha, um, where the woman anticipates the need of Elisha, where he needs someplace to stay because he's traveling all over. So he, she prepares a room for him. And then Elisha came back and anticipates the need of the woman by promising her a son. Uh, and this is really important, especially in that society at that time, because if they didn't have an heir, not only would their family name die, but they would actually, the parents, wouldn't have anyone to take care of them when they get old. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this reading definitely reflects the Christian life of, of charity. This woman didn't prepare the place because she wanted something or she was doing it for other means. She did it because he was a holy man of God. This should be a lesson for all of us, really. How many times have we kind of done something and maybe expected the same treatment back? You know, you're indebted to me. Virtue shouldn't be held back by selfishness but rather virtue should be freed by means of selflessness mm, yeah yeah yeah. well put and and the thing i was thinking of was you two were talking was how elisha rewarded her uh, not her faith but her hospitality as you were kind of mentioning that colleen and he promises her a son and i really think that's important too because he gave her a gift really the most special gift God can give someone, and that's the gift of life. So wonderful example of hospitality. And of course, we see a hospitality theme in our gospel today as well. But in our second reading, we hear from St. Paul to the Romans. And this is, again, a, a beautiful story of, say, death to new life. Yeah, exactly. You, you too must think of yourself as dead to sin. We all have something that we're attached to, which may direct our gaze not to God, but rather to other worldly things and an access an access excuse me to such things will prove to be a fertile ground for the devil to sow his seeds we should all practice some uh sort of self-denial of worldly things and that practice will serve as nitrogen for the lord to enrich our fruits and to choke out our weeds yeah good i mean when you think about the the nitrogen and the seeds and the weeds uh, what i kind of think about is much like a seed in the garden must die in order to be transformed and to bear fruit, we also must die to ourselves and accept the gift of eternal life. You know, we think about many of us uh, were baptized as a youth and or as a baby, and that erases that original sin and brings us to new spiritual life. But that's when the work starts, doesn't it? Uh, that's when we have to use uh, the nitrogen, amen, in, in our soil. So, you know, think about a baby. You know, a baby only thinks of itself and its own needs. And of course, you have some nephews and a niece that are in that stage right now a little bit. And mom and dad attend to the baby's needs and slowly nurtures the child to not only care for itself, but then it grows to learn to care for others. And I really think that that's our path in this life is dying to ourselves for the good of the others. And that is a lifelong journey. You as young adults and teenagers, me as maybe not so young anymore, <laughs> right? That's still a journey that I have to go ahead and and partake in and that dying to self. But I love the kind of the garden theme there since we're now in our great growing season in summer. But that thought of dying to self and coming to new life, I think is so important as part of the second reading. 
Well, let's go ahead and move to the gospel. We have today, Colleen, the gospel of Matthew. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it's it's pretty shocking, especially for the people hearing this for the first time, because Jesus says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Like, what the heck? So this isn't saying, you know, don't love your dad, don't love your mom, because like that doesn't, that's not what Jesus is saying. What he's saying is you need to get your priorities straight. You need to have me as your highest priority, the, the top of your list, where if anything else fails, love me. And as we are called to live with Christ, we are also prepared, we have to be prepared to suffer with Christ as he did. Exactly. Through that suffering, we should remember that the cross shouldn't be treated as a virtue signal. Rather, we should remember that the cross was a pretty harsh punishment for criminals. Criminals, you know, the, Jesus is hinting that we as Christians will be rebuked, mocked, spat upon, and hated for our beliefs. However, Jesus does offer some hope, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And exactly so, in terms of that radical commitment in following Christ, not only expecting the uh, difficulties, but then receiving all those blessings. It really comes down to the two great commandments, isn't it? To love your Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.